Hi and welcome to a new episode of the Social Intelligence and Conversation Strategies series. My name's Richard Gray and I'm happy to have you here and along watching today's live stream. Whether you're watching on the live stream or you, in fact you're listening on the podcast. So today what we're covering is how to move beyond shyness and to some extent also how to move beyond social anxiety. Now, you may have reached a mindset or a point in your life where you don't believe that's possible anymore. You may think it's just not possible to have a life free from social anxiety or free from shyness. You might have lived with it for so long now, it might be so ingrained in who you are as a person, your mindset, your mannerisms, that you don't believe it's possible to separate yourself from that persona anymore and live free from it. Now, I went through a 25 year journey of going from one point to the other where I came out the other end, a person free from those things, essentially. Well, I'm not going to tell you that I'm free from it. That's not entirely true, but I've reduced the effects of shyness and social anxiety to such a point where I've shrunk it down, put it in a little box and put the box in a in the back of my mind where it's so manageable that it may not exist anymore. From time to time, it may leak out if I, I get too relaxed about it, but it's very easy for me now with the tools I do have in life to just put it back in its box. But there was a point in life where it was such a powerful and dominant part of my personality that nothing else existed and I didn't believe I could ever have a life beyond it, free from it, and all the opportunities that were being denied me because of it. Opportunities like getting promoted at work or developing relationships because shyness programming holds you back from fully expressing yourself in any situation, whether that's work or social. And so if this is you, then you'll probably recognise the the number of opportunities that have passed you by because you've you've held back at the crucial moment. So hopefully by the end of this live stream, you're going to understand that there is a way to move beyond this, or at the very least to shrink the shyness down to a point where it is manageable, and you can put it aside if you need to be a more outgoing, extroverted person in a particular situation. And I'm going to show you how this is possible through a formula called the PPF formula, which I, I developed for my mental health master plan program, which you can find on lifeconfident.com, by the way. And you can find other information there as well, if, if you want to go looking for it. If this, um, if this uh, episode, if this um, topic um, affects you personally at a deeper level, and you really do want to explore all the options for moving forward with with some of the strategies or, or, or the mindset that I'm going to be discussing. So the PPF formula, what is it? Past, present, future. And this is going to be relevant as well. It's going to be very easy to understand in the context of, of a yo-yo dieter. So if that's been you as well, you're going to recognize it there as well. If you've had the weight and you've you've taken it off but then you've rebounded and put it all back on 
the PPF formula is going to make it very clear why this is happening. And you may already know, so with what I'm saying in this episode, it may just confirm or reaffirm in your own mind what's going wrong and what you need to do differently. So with that said, let's move forward. What is the past? The past is where your shyness develops or your social anxiety that develops out of the shyness from whatever your history is, whether it's been bad role models, bad messaging, whatever has happened in your history. Some people say that you're born with shyness. Some people say that it's developed. That's not a conversation we're getting into today. Um, Whether you believe that you're born with shyness or whether you feel that you developed it later on, it doesn't matter. You can still shrink down the effects of it and, and manage it, as I illustrated earlier. And I'm going to show you how this formula works through the method of a anecdote. So we start off with shyness in the past, and this is where it develops through your past, then moving forward into your present, where you would like to develop confidence and social skills. And this is where most people start. When you've got shyness and you want to get rid of shyness, most people will start in the present. They'll try building up confidence, maybe through exposure therapy. Everyone says, just get out there and talk more, right? Exposure therapy. Wrong. And I'm going to explain why that's wrong. And then moving into the future where you actually employ your social skills, where you employ and use your confidence in social situations. But because people start most often in the present, they try to develop confidence, or if you're a dieter, you try to lose weight by using conscious-minded strategies. In other words, willpower. You say, well, I'm not going to eat that food because it's bad. It's loaded with calories. I'm going to eat this food because it's good. And it's good to help me in my goal of losing weight. Or if you're developing, if you want to develop social skills, you say, well, right, I'm going to put myself out there, put myself in situations more. I'm going to read a book, learn some confidence uh, strategies, some social skills strategies, and I'm going to go into conversations and I'm going to employ those strategies. And then I'm going to move into into the bright new future as a confident, socially skilled person. That's not how it works. If you start in the present stage two and you try to skip addressing stage one, and at some point your willpower runs out and the shyness comes and overwhelms you, it, it reclaims you. And you'll see that in the yo-yo effect of being a dieter. You lose your weight through sheer willpower, but then you reach your goal. And then what? Your willpower has run out and your past comes back and reclaims you and says, right, we've done it. We've achieved the goal. Now let's get back to business as normal. And this is happening because you've not dealt with that past first. Now you could also have the opposite approach. You might deal with the past. You might deal with your shyness or your your issues surrounding why you're putting on weight in the first place. You might deal with that. You might go to a therapist and take care of all that. But then you get to the present and you don't 
do anything to develop, to develop confidence strategies or new habits, new healthy habits. And so you have a void in your mind. You've removed the shyness or the negative programming that was sitting in your subconscious mind controlling your life. You've managed to erase it through whatever therapy system you've used, whether it's CBT, NLP, timeline therapy, hypnotherapy. Um, there's, there's multiple therapy systems, um, eye movement therapy system. Um, there's plenty of them that you can research and try out and find which one suits you best. But let's say you've used it on your past and, you, and you've really dealt with the past, but you've not put, you, you've, you've removed it from your mind. So now you've got a void in your mind where those programs used to be. And those programs are default actions that you used to go to in a certain situation. But now you removed that strategy from your mind, but you've not put new strategies in place. So you've got an empty mind. And you don't know what to do. You don't know how to react or act confidently in a social situation because you've not developed your social skills or your, your confidence skills. You've not done anything to replace the shyness. So what's going to fill the void if you're not going to fill it with confidence and social skills? The shyness or social anxiety or whatever is going to come back and fill the void again. It's like if you take a house, a rundown house with old 1970s furniture. The furniture is your shyness programming from the past. And you decide you want to refurbish your house. So you throw out all the furniture. And then you think, right, I've now, now got a, a clean palette, an empty canvas to work with. But then you think, well, that was hard work. Let me sit back and relax a bit. And now you've got nowhere to sit in your house with because you've thrown out all the old furniture and you've not bought any new confidence furniture to, to put in there. So what, what do you do? Where do you sit? You've got your old furniture sitting out in the garden, so you temporarily you bring it back in to sit back down on. And what you're doing is filling your mind back up with those old programming that you, you'd worked on in the first place with your therapist or however you'd done it. So you have to address all three stages, the past, present and future. And the future is where you develop the social skills. So you develop a confidence platform in the presence, and then you build your social skills on top of that platform so that you can use them in the future. Now, let me illustrate what happens when you don't follow the correct order here. So back in the past, in my 20s, this would be in the 1990s, um, I was asked to be the best man at a wedding. Now, normally that is something that I would run a million miles from. The idea of speaking in front of a crowd of people that I didn't know, there's just no upside to that. My mind is going to go blank. I'm going to forget my speech. I'm, I'm going to go red with blushing and I'm going to start shaking. And I'm just going to be one. I'm just going to be standing there like that in front of a crowd of strangers with nothing to say. And that's my worst nightmare. So that would be that would be what was going through my mind at the time. If somebody asked me to do that or or to give a speech on stage or a presentation in any context. That's not the case anymore. If somebody asked me to do something like that, I run towards the opportunity. But back then, the only reason I said yes to that invite and to give that best man speech 
was because a few months earlier, I discovered memory techniques, a memory techniques program. Now, this was an expensive program. It would get delivered to me in installments over a period of one year. So I'd only had a couple of installments when I got asked to be this best man. But the effect of this program was to give me confidence because back in school, I, I was not academic, so I, I failed school badly. I left school with barely any qualifications. I was a I was a square plug in a round hole. I didn't fit into the education system. I was not academic, so it was not a good experience for me. And I didn't I didn't come away with really much knowledge or skills or confidence from the education system. And it wasn't until ten years later when I discovered this memory techniques program and it gave me all this excitement and and the possibilities that I could overcome my blank mind that my mind that was going blank in social situations through anxiety I thought with these memory techniques that will no no longer be a problem I just used my techniques to open my mind back up or to be able to visualize the information in my mind so when I was asked to be best mind I thought, yeah, let's go for it. Let's do it. I've got my memory techniques. I'm going to craft a brilliant speech and I'm going to use my memory techniques to memorize it. I'm not going to take any written paper in and I'm going to deliver it. I'm going to stand up confidently in front of all those strangers without any notes and I'm going to deliver the best speech they've ever heard and they're going to laugh loud. And at the time, four weddings and a funeral had previously come out a year or so before, so I had... The, the, the visualisation of uh, Hugh Grant in my mind giving his wedding speech, this charmingly quaint English bumbling speech, but very, very funny at the same time and very connecting with the audience. And so and that was how I, I, I visualised myself delivering this um, speech. Lots of jokes and anecdotes about the best man and everyone would laugh at it. That's what I was thinking when I was asked to be that best man and to give that speech. And I thought I can make that happen through these memory techniques. Now, a couple of months later, the moment arrived and I had this little fledgling confidence in my mind, in my conscious mind, because memory techniques were still quite new to me and I was still learning them. Now, what I wasn't taking into account was my past and that big, huge chunk of shyness all that lifelong programming that was sitting in my subconscious buried there roots deeply embedded into my subconscious of these shyness programming and some more mild social anxiety or sitting there and and all the side effects that come with these conditions are all embedded strongly into my subconscious and there was me going into this speech with a little bit of fledgling confidence sitting in my conscious mind. And I thought I could deliver the best speech with my little fledgling confidence, forgetting that this big monster of a shyness was sitting in my subconscious. And the moment arrived, and I sat, stood up. I, I gave my opening joke from my speech and it went down great. It was about the best man, not the best man, it was about the groom. Um, and the audience connected with it. They recognised my anecdote as being true of the groom, and they laughed. 
And if this was a Hollywood movie, then I would have relaxed as well. I would have relaxed into my speech and been able to deliver it and just have a, a great experience and, and, and grow confidence out of it. And that was the ultimate goal, to put myself in that situation and grow confidence out of it. But the opposite happened. I didn't relax into the speech. Instead, my worst fears started rising. The, the shyness monster in my mind started rising up. And it, within the blink of an eye, it crushed that fledgling confidence. And my mind went blank as I went into freeze flight fight mode. And I started blushing and my hands were shaking with adrenaline. Because when you get fight or flight mode, your blood rushes to your muscles, oxygenating them, ready for a big burst of action. And that's why you get an excessive shaking and adrenaline in your system. And it also takes away resources from your higher cognitive thinking, which is why your mind goes blank, because all those internal resources are being diverted into your muscles, priming you for rapid action. So here was me now standing in front of this audience, just as I'd imagined it, standing there, mind blank, cheeks blushing, hands shaking, and they're all staring at me, waiting for me to finish my speech. And I had nothing, my mind had gone blank. So all I could do was give a few strands of, a few scraps of what I could salvage from my mind of what I was going to say in my speech. Um, and, and just deliver those. And then I closed down the speech and said, thanks for listening, etc. However, I finished, I don't remember now. Um, there was some, there was no rapturous applause, no laughing, no clapping, just a little bit of polite clapping, that's all. But not enough to drown out me hearing somebody somewhere in the room saying, is that it? Somebody quietly murmuring, is that it? And I heard them say that from wherever they were in the room. I thought, yeah, that is it. Um, and that, that was that was my ground zero moment. That was a moment that I decided that from here on, I'm going on a self-improvement journey and I'm not going to stop until this issue is gone out of my life. And I went through many different um, trainings from hypnotherapy um, to Kung Fu, um, the memory training, um, hypnotherapy, many, I went through many, many things in a 15 year journey, not to, not to uh, exclude all the hundreds of books that I listened to while I was driving on self-development and social skills um, in, in order to make sure that this never happened again. I, when you hit your ground zero, you either accept it or you, found a, you find a springboard and I found a springboard. But the reason my memory techniques didn't work was because <clears throat> I, I jumped in straight at stage two. I tried to develop my confidence and some social skills straight at stage two and I'd not paid any due to the past where the shyness lived. And so when it had come to it, that shyness had, was still there in the back of my mind and it just rose up very easily to crush um, the strategies that I tried to learn at present stage two. So this is why it's so important to go through three stages in sequence. Find a therapy system that works for you. 
whether it's CBT or NLP or any of the others, um, eye movement therapy, um, timeline therapy, there's many different ones. Um, you'll probably find resources on my website to, to help you. I think there's a free book that I've written that details um, some different systems. Um, so shyness, you have to deal with that first before you move into developing confidence and social skills. Because if you do deal with this, but you don't deal with this, then you find you're, you've got a void in the present and you must fill up the void with confidence strategies before the shyness can rush back into your mind and, and fill the gap. So as soon as you've dealt with the shyness, as soon as you've lost your weight, if you're a dieter, you move on to stage two and you immediately begin developing strategies, new healthy strategies to fill up your mind so that the shyness can't come back and fill in the void. Develop confidence strategies, social skill strategies. And so that's when at stage three, you finally, it's the right time to do exposure therapy. Now you've got the tools in your toolbox. You can go out, expose yourself to social situations much more, knowing that you've got the tools to practice using them. That's the right time. You don't go into exposure therapy when you've got this huge, monstrous shyness, monster sitting in, in, in your mind and you know that you're going to go into a social situation and the same thing is going to happen over and over again. People say that, yeah, just go into the social situation and expose it, yourself to it and gradually you'll get better. But it doesn't work that way in reality unless you address the shyness first. So that is what all I have to say for today. And that is the process, the past, present and future. Recognise if you have the shyness that it needs to be addressed first. Move into stage two, the confidence. Develop confidence strategies. And again, I've got programs if you need something, if, if, you're, if you're looking for ideas on how to do that, I have the programs for you, or you can find programs, books elsewhere. But the point is, do it. Don't sit back and congratulate yourself on having addressed the shyness or other programming that you need to get rid of. Move straight into developing new strategies, new programming for your mind so that it knows what to do in new social situations and then develop and grow your social skills on top of that platform of confidence and start using it as you move forward into the future. Okay, I hope I didn't waffle too much in that episode. It's a, it's a personal challenge that I'm trying as, as a self-improvement goal for myself to, to uh, have better and cleaner communication. I feel that I may have gone on a little bit too much in that episode um, if so i apologize and do bear with me and do come back to the ne next episode and uh, yeah that's all i've got for today um if you want to watch previous live streams go to lifeconfident.com forward slash live stream and you'll be able to see uh, previous live streams thanks for watching and i'll see you again on the next live stream bye